Welcome to the Michelleness Project. This is a conversation about fitness, mindfulness, happiness, healthiness, and all the other Nesses we'll encounter along the way. I'm Michelle Mason, a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I'll be your host along this journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Michelleness Project. Depending on when you're listening to this, I hope that you had a great holiday weekend last weekend. Uh, You might have noticed that there was no episode last Friday, and that was intentional because I actually took some time off myself to travel with my sister and the kids, just a little getaway for a couple of days, and I really wanted to cover everything that we're about to talk about today because I figured in light of that, it was a pretty timely subject. I've been getting a lot of questions from clients and I've gotten a few submissions on the website, which by the way, if you have any questions to submit is a great place to do so. Um, You can head to my website, michellegmason.com, and there is a submission form there that you can ask me questions that I will then answer on the podcast. But anyway, given that last weekend was Memorial Day weekend, I have been getting more and more questions related to traveling. Um, some are body image related, some are how to stay on track during a vacation, some revolve around whether or not you actually need to stay on track around a vacation. And we're going to kind of put all of these questions together and dive right into all of them today. Okay. So we've got a lot to get through, kind of going to be a little bit all over the place, but hopefully you leave this conversation with some good food for thought, some good strategies, and you know a better mindset surrounding traveling. So the first thing that I want to cover is probably the most difficult subject and one that we're definitely not going to solve in one conversation here today. Many of us have been struggling with this our entire lives, so you know it's definitely going to take some time, but we are going to tackle the subject of dun-dun-dun wearing the bathing suit. Um, This is one that I know, you know, comes up every year for many women and a lot of men as well. Just the feeling of, you know, how you look in a swimsuit or worrying about what others are going to think of you in a swimsuit. And, you know, it's that first time of the year, especially that, you know, really gets to people. Um, And, you know, it's something that I think can have this traumatic connotation for a lot of people. And I really just want to, you know, start this conversation here by saying like the power that you put over it, like that's on you. And that's something that you need to work to change because the way that you look in a bathing suit or a pair of swim trunks or any outfit for that matter, says nothing about you and your worth and who you are as a human being. Um, The least interesting thing about you should be your body, right? So, you know, if you kind of look at it from that lens, take a lot of that pressure off of yourself because I promise you, this is going to be one of those conversations where I remind you that no one cares as much about what you look like in a swimsuit as you do. I promise you that everybody else at that pool, that swim club, that beach is worrying more about themselves and how they look in their swimsuit to even register you on their radar. 
And frankly, if they are worrying about how you look in a swimsuit, you know, that's their problem and not yours. So it's not something that you really need to concern yourself with. Um, I've, you know, definitely heard a lot of language and conversations from clients over the years where it really breaks my heart because it sounds like people have really missed out on making a lot of memories because they've, you know, avoided going on a girl's trip or going on a boat trip or hanging out with their kids at the water park or the pool because they're worrying about how they look in a swimsuit. And yeah, maybe like it's even conversations I've had where people have actually gone and done the thing and they've, you know, lived there. They were present but they weren't really present because the entire time, instead of worrying about making memories and actually being there and enjoying themselves, they were worried about how their thighs looked from behind, how their cellulite looked, you know, did they get a roll when they sat down and things like that. And that's something that I think that, you know, we all have to just come to this point of acceptance where bodies are not perfect And no matter how hard you work, there's always going to be flaws that you perceive, right? And things that you zero in on and things that you might think could be better. I don't care how fit you are or how out of shape you are. These struggles, the struggles between your two ears, you know, are going to be there for your lifetime unless you work on shifting your mindset around it. And so while I think that it's really healthy to tackle goals of training for different reasons, like to get stronger, or maybe if you want to change your body composition, especially if you're coming from an unhealthy place, those are all well and good, but we have to accept ourselves in the now as well. We have to learn to love ourselves as we are if we're really going to make some sustainable changes and make changes for the right reason, right? So You know, I had an experience recently. I went on a girl's trip and we went to a resort and there were, you know, everybody was walking around in their swimsuits. And I had a really good conversation with a friend of mine where, you know, I think a large part of our insecurities, not only do they stem from ourselves and, and what we're telling ourselves and the language we use to talk to ourselves, but it's also coming from what we expose ourselves to. And, you know, some of it's not our fault. Um, If you are like me and you go on to Amazon or you go on to some of these websites to look for new bathing suits at the beginning of the season, you are met with an onslaught of quote unquote perfect looking bodies, which I'll remind you, even those women have cellulite, rolls, dimples, you name it. They just are also blessed with Photoshop and (laughs) a team of hair and makeup artists and photographers to pose them properly. Uh, to hide all of these quote unquote flaws. So, you know, some of that's not our fault, right? Like we're looking for a swimsuit and you're seeing these images of quote unquote, what a swimsuit should look like on someone's body, or maybe you are following, you know, celebrities and things like that on the Instagram or Facebook. This is where it kind of gets into more of like your fault. Like you are what you see kind of thing. Um, so one tip I have is to audit who you're following and looking at. Because in this conversation that I was having with my friend, we both agreed that it felt so refreshing to see bodies out in real life. Like every time I'm stressing about how I'm going to look in a swimsuit or, you know, what people are going to think of me in a swimsuit, 
as soon as I see like actual bodies on the beach and you see short people, tall people, heavier people, smaller people, you know, people of all shapes and sizes, you're reminded that bodies are supposed to move and have imperfections and flaws and things like that. And everyone has them, you know, the perfect ones don't exist. And so you know, it's always really a refreshing reminder and callback to reality. And so I would encourage you to kind of audit who you're following. If what you're consuming is making you feel bad, stop doing it. Okay. Because the only person that you need to worry about protecting and giving that power back to is yourself. And the ability to make those memories, to be present, to be fully there in your body celebrating the event and not worrying so much about what you look like, but worrying about, you know, the memories that you're making, that's all within your control. What you see out there on social media is not so much, you know, in our control, especially if you're subjecting yourself to images of quote unquote perfection all of the time, of course, you're going to feel less than. So if you take a quick audit there, if you remind yourselves that bodies are supposed to move and roll and jiggle and have, you know, these imperfections, as we call them, although I, you know, hate that word, but you all know what I mean. Um, you know, it's going to go a long way to helping us feel better and more confident in a swimsuit, because I think that's a gift that every single one of us deserves this summer, no matter where you are in your fitness journey. Um, that's a gift that only you can give to yourself. So definitely think on that, digest it and try to apply some of this the next time that you have to put on a swimsuit, because, There should be nothing more joyful than going swimming with your kids or going to a water park, you know, going to the beach, especially after the year we all had last year. And now we're all starting to be able to travel again and things are opening up. So it's time to just enjoy the body that you're in right now with the swimsuit that you want to wear. Okay, so we've gone off on that tangent. So now we can get into some more of the practical stuff about you know, how you can handle a vacation. And, you know, I really kind of want to piece this question out because I think people can mean a lot of different things when they ask it. But in general, when people are coming to me and asking me, you know, how can I stay on track during vacation with my training or my nutrition, you know, they generally are panicking because they are worried about like ruining their progress. And so the first thing I want to say is the same way that you can't expect results in a day, a week, a month, you should not expect to lose all of your progress in a day, a week, or, you know, even a month if you were to go on a month-long vacation, which I would be very jealous of you. Um, So keep that in mind, right? Like, I think that we all tend to get into this like very narrow-minded focus of panic of what's going to happen of a few, you know with a few days of not eating according to our goals or training according to our goals when in reality like most people need to take a much bigger step back and look at the macro view of their year right like our goals take way longer to get to than most of us would like 
Um, you know, I will tell people a lot of times, like when they're starting off a new training program, especially if they've never trained in this way with me, like doing strength training or progressive overload, I tell them, give yourself three to six months to like really get the hang of this and to start to see results. Like you can't expect to see results overnight or in a week or even a month. You might start to notice some things, but you know, these bigger changes that you're after are going to take time. The people that you aspire to look like took a lot of time and years to get there. And so you going on vacation for a week and, you know, eating well above your normal calories or macro targets or what have you, or skipping a couple of workouts is really not going to have that big of an impact long-term. So that's the first takeaway here, okay, is just to kind of let the vacation do what it's intended to do. It's there to help you relax, to, again, create memories like we talked about with the swimsuit conversation, a chance for you to be present and connect to your mind, body, your soul, your family, your friends, and those around you. So the food should not be the focus. And I'm going to maintain that that should be true for almost any scenario. Now, there are going to be some circumstances if you are an athlete who is traveling for a race or a powerlifting meet or a weightlifting meet, I know I've got some athletes competing this summer. And if you, you know, have to stay on track either to meet your weight class goals, or if let's say, you know, you're competing in a race and you want to make sure that you're fueling properly, then of course, those are, you know, times when you really do need to be dialed in. But I think for most people, um, the vacation should be a time to step back and to relax a little bit and to kind of refill you and recharge you for reapproaching your training and nutrition when you get back. You know, I think that there's a lot that can be said for going on a vacation for a few days and then how good you feel when you come back and you eat vegetables for a couple of days. Man, nothing makes you appreciate vegetables more than going on a vacation where maybe you're drinking more cocktails, eating out at more restaurants. You know, you come home and you're like, oh, I just want a salad, you know? And if you can relate to that, um, that's a good feeling because that shows you that like your goals are sticking, that the changes that you've made are lasting ones, that it's becoming your lifestyle now. It's funny because I think that a lot of times like the people who are the most worried about going off track on vacation are the ones that need to go off track the most, right? <laughs> and then you know, it's the ones that are not worried about it at all that are like, yes, I cannot wait to go on this bender. I'm going to drink beers every day and go out to dinner and eat fried foods every night. Like those are the people that probably need this conversation more than the people who are super stressed out about it. So keep that in mind. I, I know that many of you probably fall somewhere in the middle, but if you are like super, super, super stressed about going on vacation and going off of your like rigid structure and meal plan, I'm going to say that that might be exactly what you need right now. Okay. And if you are the type of person who goes off the rails and you're just, you know, you're itching to do it again, maybe this conversation will get you thinking about some ways that you can kind of meet me in the middle here and you can still come back from your vacation feeling like you've enjoyed yourself and you've relaxed and you've de-stressed and gotten away from the routine 
without completely going off the rails. So kind of think about that and kind of where you fall there. And, um, you know, we'll use that as you, you know, we continue this conversation here. So the next thing that I want to kind of talk about in that regard is when you ask how is the best way to stay on track with your training and especially your nutrition when it comes to traveling, I usually ask people, if you know that you've got a lot of travel coming up, I will ask them, is this really the best time for you to diet? And I know as a nutrition coach, people are sometimes shocked when I'm pushing back and telling them, you know, maybe now is not a good time to diet or now is not a good time to like take up coaching and following macros and things like that. But, you know, I'm in this business to help people and I will often tell my clients, like, I don't care what you're doing a month from now. I care what you're doing three years from now. And to me, it means nothing to take someone's money and, you know, give them macros and calories and a plan to follow if it's something that they're not going to be able to sustain long term. And I think when we talk about sustainability, one of the things we really need to realize here and recognize is that our bodies are not meant to diet 365 days a year. You know, I know a lot of us have like diet culture deeply ingrained in us where we're always trying to shrink or to be less or to make the scale go down. But the reality is those times where you are focused on fat loss or weight loss should be few and far between. We should spend far more time at maintenance calories, especially if we're already at a healthy body weight. Now, obviously, if you've got, you know, a health concern or you've got, 30, 40, 50 pounds to lose or more, um, we need to, you know, approach this differently, right? It becomes more of a pressing issue for you to get to a healthier body weight first. Okay. So, you know, I understand that this does not apply to everyone, but who this does apply to are either the people who are already at a healthy weight and who are maybe just unsatisfied with their body composition or the people who have 5, 10, 15 pounds to lose, you know, who would like to lose weight to feel better, but it's just not the right time because they know that they've got weddings and travel and things like that coming up. Because they're, at the end of the day, it is harder to, you know, be on a diet when you're traveling. It's harder to stick to your calories. It's harder to stick to your macros because most of us aren't cooking the entire time and we don't have as much control over our surroundings and things like that. You're eating more restaurant meals, you're flying on airplanes and retaining water and things like that. So, you know, that would be the first thing that I would ask you to consider is if you are unhappy with the way that you look right now and are thinking about, you know, going into a caloric deficit this summer or trying to lose some weight, I would ask, is the summer really the best time to prioritize that? You know, there's a lot of jokes and memes and things like that about how summer bodies were made in the winter, but it's absolutely true. Um, you know, during periods of less stressful time when travel and, you know, events and things like that aren't so plentiful and the, you know, dark winter hours is probably for most people a better time to focus on the fat loss that they're hoping for during the summer. And listen, it's 
not a big deal. If your body is not quote unquote perfect or exactly how you want it right now, I think that you're better served trying to maintain your weight this summer and doing the best you can with, you know, changing your body composition. Maybe you are taking up a heavier training program or doing something different, um, you know, to create a new stimulus and to create more muscle and try to drop body fat. Maybe you're focused on walking more, but if the thought of, you know, slashing your calories and then having to travel and stay in this very rigid mentality stresses you out, that means it's not the time to tackle it. You might be better served focusing on working on loving yourself as you are and then tackling that goal if, if it is in fact still a goal at a time when you have less on your plate, you know, less travel, less obligations, less events and things like that. So all that being said, Let's say that you have decided that first and foremost, your goal is still to lose some weight and you are going to prioritize it this summer, no matter what, then yes, you are going to need some tips here because you are going to need to come up with some strategies for, um, you know, keeping your calories in check while you travel and sticking to your training program. Even if you decide that dieting is not for you right now and you, you know, are pretty comfortable with maintaining your weight and that idea sounds a little bit more flexible to you, you're still probably going to get some good takeaways from this because you are going to need to keep things in check so that, again, you don't become the person that goes off the rails. So I want to dive into some of my practical tips for staying on track on vacation And what I mean by that here, again, because really kind of piecing this out, what people really mean and what they're really asking here, when I say staying quote unquote on track during vacation, I mean that you come home and sure, you might be up a few pounds in water weight. You might not have hit every single training session perfectly, but you still feel pretty good. You don't feel overly sluggish or bloated. You don't feel like your pants are too much tighter and you definitely don't have any regrets. Okay. You didn't really go ham on anything, or maybe you went ham on some things, but they were all totally things that were worth it. And then you held it in check in other ways. And then you come back from vacation feeling proud and feeling like you handled things well That's what I mean here by staying on track, okay? Nobody expects you to go on vacation and be quote unquote perfect. I know I'm using like the air quotes a lot today, but again, these like terms are just like in our vocabulary and and we hear them so often and we really have to stop and think like, what do they mean? And like, you know, do they have any meaning at all? And so, you know, it, I, I just would be remiss if I didn't say that again. Like there's no such thing as perfect. There's, you know, no one expects you to go on vacation and be logging your food the entire time. Again, certain circumstances notwithstanding, if you've got an, you know, a race or a powerlifting meet or some other reason that you must stay on track. But for the person who's going to the beach, it's okay. Like let yourself have some cocktails, let yourself have some splurges this is what it's all about. So if you want to keep up your training or at least do some training while you're away, 
Um, one of the things that I encourage a lot of my clients to do and that I will do for them when they're traveling, if they don't have access to a hotel gym, is to throw some bands into your bag. Like they take up zero space and you'll always feel better having something rather than nothing, you know, um, on your railing of your deck. If you're staying, I'm picturing like a condo on the beach or, you know, a cabin in the mountains, you can just loop that band around a railing or something sturdy and you can do a ton of strength exercises that way, you know, rows, pull aparts, core exercises, um, you know, presses, things like that. You can do a ton with just bands. So I would definitely say that if you want to keep to your training regimen, but you're not going to have access to a gym, throwing some bands in your bag, doing some band workouts and body weight workouts are going to go a long way towards maintaining your level of fitness. So again, you're not going to lose your progress if you skip a week, but keeping yourself on the routine is going to be helpful for the person, especially who has a hard time getting on track and creating the habit in the first place. So if that's you, this is like a know thyself thing, right? Like if you know that when you get back, if you have skipped your like every eight o'clock, every, you know, day at 8am, you do a 30 minute workout routine and you know, it's going to take you a month to get back into the habit of doing that then you should do something on vacation. And it doesn't have to be every day, but enough days, like three or four days to keep the habit going strong so that when you get back, you can more seamlessly get right back into your programming without missing a beat. I think that's a really good tip for people who struggle with motivation and habits and things like that. And frankly, if you're vacationing right, you should be having more energy because you should be getting better sleep. You should have more time, you know, hopefully you're not so, you know, jam packing your schedule that you have no time to train and your stress should be lower because you don't have job, an alarm clock going off and things like that. So taking, you know, 15 to 30 minutes for yourself to train should hopefully feel really good. You know, looking at it as like a gift that you get to give yourself that even on vacation, you can keep up with Um, movement in a way that makes your body feel really good and really strong and supports your goals long beyond that vacation. If you do have a hotel gym, use it. If there is, you know, if you're going to a city, especially, I might be a nerd here, but I love finding new gyms and going to new gyms when I visit a city. So it's actually become like part of the way that I travel is if I'm going somewhere, I'll look up local gyms in the area. And if anything looks really cool for me, I'll drop in for, you know, a day, like do a day pass or a week pass or whatever. And I genuinely get excited about using a new gym and going to a new space. And maybe partially it's because I'm in the industry, but you know, it's always fun for me to see how things are set up, what the vibe is like, what the culture and community is like, what equipment they have and things like that. And if you do that, then there's no reason that you need to even disrupt your training plan. Like I said, you know, it helps that I genuinely enjoy doing that. So it might be a little bit harder to like feel excited about that plan. You know, if you're going out of your way to train on vacation, if that's not necessarily something that you're like really looking forward to doing. But again, even sometimes the chain of change of scenery, like going to the hotel gym can be really, really helpful. Um, 
by the same token, if you get a hotel with a microwave or you're staying in an Airbnb with a kitchen, even having control of some of your meals can be really helpful. You know, I think that for most people when they go on vacation, they tend to splurge a little bit more at dinner with like drinks and a bigger meal at a restaurant and things like that. So if that sounds like the type of trip that you're taking, you can end up saving a a lot of money, but be also, you know, feel a lot better and kind of align your way of eating more closely to how you would at home in order to feel better when you get home. <laughs> if you are, you know, utilizing the microwave or utilizing a kitchen there to at least control some of your meals. And that's a big one in general, I think, is that it's really important to enjoy your food and your splurges on vacation just pick what's worth it. You know, again, if you kind of splurge too much, absolutely no big deal. Like you have all the time in the world to get back on track when you get home. But if you're looking to kind of mitigate or do some damage control here so that again, you can come back feeling as close to as good as you did when you left and quote unquote, eating as close to normally as possible, Uh, That's a really good strategy. So, you know, you could make your oatmeal in the morning or eggs. You could store hard-boiled eggs if you don't have access to like a cooktop. You know, bring baggies of protein powder. I'm always the person that brings protein powder with me when I travel. (laughs) You can always stop at a local grocery store right when you get there and grab some produce and, you know, some protein bars or, you know, beef jerky, things just to keep that are easy, you know, Greek yogurts in the fridge and stuff like that, that like can be go-tos that can like fill in the gaps between the more indulgent meals. Especially if you're like the type of person, like I love a really good breakfast and I love a really big dinner. Lunch is not that exciting to me. Like I'm literally just as happy with a salad or, you know, turkey roll-ups or a sandwich or something like that. Or even sometimes I'll just do like a bowl of Greek yogurt with fruit. That's just, that's, that works for me. You know, I'm just not as excited by lunch. So for me, when I travel, while I might have, you know, a more of a splurge at breakfast and dinner, lunch I can pretty much keep regulated because it's just, I don't feel like I'm missing out and it's just not that exciting. So kind of think about those opportunities where you can plug in your normal foods or, you know, perhaps adjust and maybe every meal is not the most exciting, but you kind of pick and choose what's most important to you. I would also say that uh, when it comes to nutrition, your restaurant meals are always going to tend to be higher in fat and carbs and lower in protein. So if you can work on front loading your protein and keeping your fiber content high and your water content high, that's going to make you feel better from a digestive perspective and a physical perspective. And again, it's going to help, you know, kind of balance everything out overall. So, you know, keeping things, like I said, like Greek yogurt, protein powder, eggs, where you can, the lean protein sources, you know, turkey and things like that. Cottage cheese is another great one and eating tons of fruits and veggies and then saving, you know, those more calorically dense items for your dinners out and things like that, your alcohol, your, you know, pastas and all of that kind of stuff. Um, it will give better 
structure and symmetry to your day overall and will help you feel better. When it comes to moving, um, the other big thing that I always tell people is even if you're like, you know what, I need time off. Maybe you're at a good spot in your training program where you need a couple of days off. You know, I have some people who have been training at a pretty high intensity for a while and they've actually like looked forward to a couple days off. And so we've built that into their programming, but that doesn't mean that you're not moving. Like if you are in a city Uh, walking places is always a great way to see the city, to experience local cultures, to get some movement. And again, to kind of offset some of the more splurge worthy meals that you're having. And, you know, it's also just, it's, it can be really fun. I think that's such a great way to explore new places. If you are a runner, you can, you know, map out some cool runs that you want to take in advance. Um, and even if you know, you're not going to a city, let's say you're going to a beach vacation, you know, taking a morning beach walk with the kids or a sunset beach walk with your significant other build movement into the day. That's not formal exercise. I will often joke that, you know, this is why we train, like we train to do the life part well, right? So to be able to pick up and decide you want to like rent bikes for the day or a jet ski for the day or go water skiing, or go rollerblading on the boardwalk. Like, these are all things that you might not do in your daily life, but if you are, you know, making yourself stronger and working on moving better and feeling better, you should be able to pick up a lot of these things. And if that's not you, it's like, do what you can, you know? Like, maybe you can't run, maybe you can't rollerblade, maybe you're not there yet but you have access to a pool where you are. So maybe it's just the physical act of getting in the water and moving around and, you know, moving your body in a way that makes you appreciate how it moves and kind of puts your training into context and shows you the real world advantages to why we do this training in the first place, right? We get stronger for life. We eat better for life. It's not all about punishing yourself or restricting. It's got to be about getting better and more resilient and, and stronger and feeling better and more confident in your own skin. So these are the tips that I have come up with for you. I hope that some of this has resonated with you and given you, you know, something to think about. And if you have any other tips that you have tried or any mindset work that you've done around vacations or traveling or how to feel more confident in a swimsuit, please share them with me. I would love to share them with our growing community of listeners because I think that all of this together becomes part of a bigger, better conversation that we need to keep having when it comes to how we approach our lives, our bodies, how we feel about them. And again, let's just put that joy back in travel. I hope that you have some fun trips planned for this summer. And I hope that you experience peace and rest and a reduction in stress when you apply these tips to your next vacation. Until next time, take care, everybody.
Thanks for joining me for this podcast. It means the world to me to have you here, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you have a question that you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can submit a question to me directly at my website, michellegmason.com, or email me at michellegmason at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at michellegmason or request to join my private Facebook group, Michelle Mason Strong Squad. Until next time, be well. Thank you.